0: All right, here we go. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, buddy. All right, here we go for episode five. You are you are you excited for this? I'm jazzed, man. Yeah, yeah. dude. Actually, I've been seeing that we have listeners, people actually want to hear what we have to say about weird things. Weird things? We're, okay, maybe Jesus stuff. <laughs> this isn't your other podcast, man. <laughs> this, you're right. This is not my other podcast. Which, if you want to check out, it's no one asked. You. No, don't 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 check that out. Anyway, hey, my name is Andrew, and with me is Mike. And uh, we are we are pastors here at Valley, and if you have not listened to one of these yet, we are just uh, a couple of dudes making a podcast. I, I didn't prepare an intro. I'm sorry. I should hey, have if thought you've, more.
1: Hey, if you have not listened yet, yeah. welcome. We're glad you're here. Yeah, we are. This is uh, a lot of fun talking about church, talking about ministry, talking about Jesus, how he's working in our lives and through us.
0: Exactly, and specifically locally through our local church, but kind of talking about some broader things here in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest as well. Uh, today, I'm excited for today because we're going to we're going to continue our new format. We're going to do one episode. Record, we're going to record once, split it into two episodes. So today's first episode, we're going to we're going to talk about global missions uh, under the title of "Changing the World," mm-hmm. and then in our second episode, we're going to talk. We're going to take a deeper look at the Lord's Supper just kind of the significance behind that and the things that should be running through our minds when we when we partake in that. But before we do that, I'd like to I'd like to jump into something that's coming up for here at Valley on June 9th we have a new members lunch coming up. Mike, would you like to explain a little bit about what that is?
1: You bet. So this is uh, the second one we're going to have since I've been here. And uh, the first one was really wonderful. Basically, we we get to have lunch together. And then after lunch, or kind of as we eat lunch, we we open up and, and talk about who we are at Valley. And so how we're structured, what we believe, where we're going, what makes us unique as a church. And also some of that is what what makes us like a lot of other churches, hopefully in terms of what we believe and hold fast to the scripture. And it's an opportunity for people to to opt in and say, I'm, I'm gonna be part of this. I'm someone that you can count on. I'm someone that's gonna be here. I'm shoulder to shoulder with you for the work of the ministry. And uh, it really is a, a stepping stone to help people grow in their faith and in their engagement and in yeah. their calling.
0: It- Everybody is invited to that, if I remember this correctly. If you've been visiting Valley for a while now and you want to take the next steps, you want to get a little deeper, you want to really understand what, who we are, what we're about, what we believe, this is an opportunity for you. But at the same time, membership has evolved here at Valley. And so if you haven't, if you've been a member for years now and you'd kind of like to see not necessarily a new direction, but more of a refine refinement of what we are about, we, we're inviting new members, current members, old members, members, people who have yet to be members to come and check this out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think this was, if, if someone were to come that has been a member for a decade or two, right. And they were to come, I think this would excite them. I think this would energize them. I think that they would feel more passion for what's happening in the life of the church. And so, yeah, come get a refresher or come for
0: the first time. Yeah. It would be great to have you. All right, let's jump into today's topic. Let's talk about global missions. Mike, do you have any experience with global missions? Yeah. So? yeah, I've um,
1: a lot actually. When I was okay. in high school, I got to go a couple times to, to Mexico and then to some Native American reservations. And that kind of gave me some exposure. And then out of high school, I um, got to go to Russia. I've got to go to Haiti and I've gotten to serve in Guatemala and, um, really just each of those very amazing experiences, each of those different opportunities to grow myself and to serve local, uh, churches in those areas. And it was pretty amazing.
0: That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more, like what was your favorite experience out of all those things? Like, what's like, what's like a takeaway? Like, does that, has that. Driven a pa- like grown a passion in you for that? Yeah. Kind of so
1: stuff? I, when someone goes on a cross-cultural mission, uh, I, I think about my first experiences, um, seeing the difference in cultures, seeing the difference in how people live and that, that's kind of what I think shook me early on to okay. my own comfort level and how easy it is for me just to care about myself and not see past my own nose. And even in in my faith community here, even in a church, it's really easy just to care about those who are near me. Right. But Jesus's commands, he, he talks about making disciples of all the nations in Matthew 28 and acts one. He talks about how we're going to become his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And so experiencing his desire that we go out and that we are these witnesses that we do serve, uh, on the the front lines at the end of the earth. And so the initial experience was, wow, there's a different world. It's bigger than me. And, and there are needs that I think the Lord's calling me to take place in in serving. Right. Yeah. And then after that, going to, to Russia, again, similar experience, different in, in some ways. Um, that I just kind of stepped in almost last minute and filled the need yeah. and worked with kids. That's actually the mission trip where I, I, I got super sick. Is, it, uh, is
0: that the mayonnaise story that you've told yeah. a couple times?
1: Yeah, I didn't get sick from that, but okay. that's maybe a different time. I can tell that story. But, okay. Uh, we were serving at a camp with kids. Uh, I think about 150 kids and, uh, out in the middle of Russia and, uh, the, the water broke. There, there was no water there in camp for oh, like three days, and, okay. which meant cleanliness kind of went out the window oh. and that's when I got sick. So, uh, fun times, very fun times being but in Russia thinking you're going to die.
0: Suffering for the Lord right. is what you're doing there. Uh,
1: Haiti was amazing. We went with okay. uh, Baptist global response, uh, BGR and, and we went as some of the, uh, the earthquake cleanup and repair. Oh, you went in response to the earthquake. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't right after it was a year after. Okay. But, uh, even then we took a team, I think of, I think we took a team of 18 Mm -hmm. or 16, I think. And, uh, that was a great trip because we had half of our team were adults and half of them were high schoolers. And so I, I got to pair up an adult with a high schooler and they kind of just mentored the high schooler throughout that trip. Really remarkable seeing God form Christ be formed in these high schoolers, seeing these adults, some of whom had not interacted with a lot of high schoolers recently, serve them and, and learn to love them again and just pour into them. And all the while working side by side with the Haitians who honestly, we were there and we served, but they, they, they ran circles around us. They did most of the work. We were, we got to encourage them. We got to sing with them. We got to pray with them. We got to teach with them, Um, but most of the, the manual work. I mean, our guys wanted to work, but we, <laughs> they were just kind of like half the time. You just stand over there. Let me do this. And so it was fine. We were there to serve them, not to do our thing.
0: That's cool. I, you, you have way more experience than <clears> I do. I think the only international thing I've ever done was through a more ministries. I went down to, uh, to Cate, Mexico and we built homes for people. Yeah. And that was super cool. I did this while I was in college. Um, we went down there and while we were there, cause we had enough people, we actually ran a VBS mm-hmm. while we were down there. And, um, so in the midst of all that, I, one memory that I have that stood out to me was one well, number one, how simple life is for people and how content they were with some of the things that I was seeing. Like they were just around, the kids were running around like having a great time, just kicking around a can. Yeah. And I kept thinking about like, man, I really want this. I've had that, just, you know, just got <laughs> at the time it was just announced <laughs> and, uh, um, I, that, that really challenged me. But it also was really cool to see, like, I met a brother in the Lord while I was down there. I met a guy who, I guess, was part of a cartel at one point in time and then got saved. And it was cool, kind of like you're saying, like, realizing that Christ is bigger than my local church. That we're a part, really, we're part of the, the global church yeah. and that we do have brothers and sisters everywhere that we go. And uh, just a reminder to be praying for people and to connect with them and support them. That was awesome. And then the third thing that I remember from this one trip was uh, at the time I used to be really into magic tricks because I'm nerdy that way. And I pulled a quarter out of a kid's ear, and he freaked out, and thought that was the greatest thing ever. Oh. That's that's a memory that I like. I'll, there's a, there's more to that story, but like I, it's something that stands out of my mind. But these are these are fun things, and one thing that I've always run into, especially as a youth pastor, when I, I took a couple other uh, youth groups on mission trips, was why should we support to global missions? It seems like we're just paying for people to go on these. Uh, glorified vacations, these feel-good missions. Yeah. And I, I have a lot to say about that, but what, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah,
1: even, there's even even a term for that. It's called volunteerism.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's like the idea, you know, I go there, I do good, but really I'm there because I want to see the world or I want to go to a sunny place. And there, there's a balance there, right? Because we've got Jesus's commands and then we've got, honestly, our own selfish desires. Right. And, and so I think that there's some principles that we have to put in place to, to make sure we're not just showing up as a, like a flash in the pan, doing right. what we want, thinking that we've got it all figured out and then we can all of a sudden come and rescue people mm-hmm. and do, you know, our, our pull, pull a quarter out of someone's ear, mm-hmm. but on a bigger scale, like, Hey, we just showed up and we just solved everything for you. And now we're leaving. Right. right? I, I think that actually do that. That does more, that does more damage. Yeah. Right. And that's why, um, one of the most important books to read on this is when helping hurts. And yep. it, it's a yep. book that really kind of lays out, here's what it looks like to, to be charitable, to serve in a way that actually doesn't create a like a long-term net loss for people in their dignity and their their own responsibility. Um, and so I, I love to make sure when we serve on mission, first of all, we're connected to a local church that really right. is guiding things, right? Mm-hmm. We're not showing up saying, hey, we, we got it figured out. We're showing up and saying, how can we serve you? Right. What are the ways that you would like help? And, and if it's just financial, that's probably not the right fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, if we're just giving, then we're creating a, a system where they depend right. on that instead of they, they can have the dignity and the kind of the self-respect to say the Lord is, is providing for me as I provide and as I walk in responsibility. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I also love, especially taking a team because you, you took youth groups, Yeah. Uh, taking a team and, and teaching people to become a listener and a learner yeah. more than the person who has all the answers is, it's amazing. Uh, so we go and we serve and we do make a difference. But in that, the Lord works in our life and, and, and toward discipleship, teaching us what does it look like to really engage someone where they are? How do we actually not act like, oh, because I have the gospel, I've got everything that I possibly figured out. And I'm just going to be superior to you until right. you believe it. And then people come back and they live as a listener and learner at home as well, and so they kind of feed into each other. It right?
0: does, yeah. I've seen that as an investment. So, to, to your point about the uh, about partnering with an earlier church, I when I took a missions class in college, I learned a lot about how missionaries have actually done more damage to cultures than they have aided them. And one of the things they have learned, especially through like agencies, like now when we go in, we want to contextualize our help so that the that the the people that we're helping actually see then like see us as an aid, as opposed to, uh, just completely, uh, what is it? Syncretism is that it's, there's something like that, but it's the idea that we, we, we just don't want to do harm. And so we want to partner with the people who are living there. And so these, these short term mission trips that go that aren't connected to any missionary on the ground, I'm not a big fan of, I like the ones where we actually come alongside a missionary or like you said, an established church, that's going to be there. And we're, we're, we're coming alongside them to aid, aid them in their mission as they are reaching a people through that. And that's, there's a lot more long-term, uh, there, are, there are long-term effects to that that I think we should be for when we do that. But then to your point about um, feeding each other, I know when I took my youth group to that, it was really cool to take a bunch of kids from, from Newburgh, Oregon, and just seeing their eyes open and the Lord just igniting their hearts on fire. Because when they served down there and when they were out of there, they came back like realizing, and this happened to me, like, man, we did this down there. Why aren't we serving our churches or why aren't we serving our communities here locally? And I think global missions and, and local missions, they they feed each other back and forth, kind of to, to your point, because something about taking someone out of their comfort zone and then having them realize something and then bring it back home is powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: And when they see God work too. Yeah. Right. If if they see God work and they, they connect the dots to say, oh, I don't have to go on missions. I can live on mission at home. Yeah. Right. My school is my mission field, my workplace, my neighborhood. That's the mission field.
0: Mm -hmm. So actually I had a question for you. Um, there are some people who kind of push back on the idea of global missions and they say, why not just focus locally? We have all these needs, all these hurts, here they could even argue for here in Kellis County why are we spending so much effort and time going to other places we can't even take care of our own stuff here locally well what would you say to that Uh, a
1: few things first of all uh, I think the picture in scripture is both and yeah and so it's it's not we we only do this we don't it's not we we only go on international missions Mm -hmm. and it's not we only serve our local community it's it's both and we've got to have stakes in different spots in the world right yeah so Jesus says Jerusalem That would be right here, Cowlitz County, right? Mm -hmm. Judea would be the Northwest maybe, or maybe even North America. Samaria would be those who are near us, who culturally are different than us. So you think about the, the, the different cultures here in Cowlitz County, there's, there's some pockets of them, right? And we could be serving them and loving them and ministering to them and then to the ends of their earth. And so this is each of these areas having legitimate ministry opportunities, I think is aligned with with his desire for us, right? Yeah, um, that's the first thing, and and then that that back and forth really plays into it, right? Um, when you go and you come back and you serve your community more strongly, and so the, they feed into each other as part of it. Um,
0: oh, I thought you're you, you. When you said, um, I thought you were, there was going to be more. There,
1: there certainly
0: could be. Okay. Uh, and I agree with you. Like the scriptures call us to both local and global missions. You just outlined um, the call. And it was that in Acts to, you know, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends. There's more than that, but to the ends of the earth. And I think people forget that, like, even if you don't feel called to global missions, just like personally, like if you're not called to be some, some guy in Africa, we're still called to support that. We're still called to send people. We're still called to train people up and send them out to, mm-hmm. and be a part of that. I don't, a church that's about global missions isn't about like sending every single person, but it's about raising people up and sending them out and making that impact. It's about being focused on that
1: yeah right? and, and one church can't do everything but Correct. but one church can equip and, and have opportunities for a variety of people mm-hmm. to do different things, right? Just like one person can't do everything. right? So there's people that are going to be part of Valley that they're going to resonate with serving Cowlitz County. And we want to encourage that and embrace that and equip them and and cheer them on, right? And help yeah. them in every way. But there are other people that their heart is going to be bleeding for yeah. people on the other end of the world. Yeah. And and same thing, we want to equip and resource and, and empower and encourage them with everything we can, yeah, and different people will serve in different ways. We all have different aspects of calling.
0: Yeah. So, what are as a church do we have any um, missions opportunities coming up that we can be a part of globally, or or even like are there are there any things we can be doing to um, to support local or uh, global missions?
1: Yeah. So we we give right now. Yeah. And we have a percentage out of our budget to just go straight toward that. Um, we take special offerings during the year also. And some of those are aimed at like North American missions. And some of those are aimed at international missions. Okay.
0: So let's, let's, there's, there's a lot there. So let's break that down. So, so when a church member gives and when tithes here at church, we as a church, we tithe to, uh, to the Southern Baptist convention, right? Who is that, is that how that works? The cooperative program, the, the yeah. cooperative program, which sends out missions. That's how, that's one way. But you just also talked about the, um, these special missions offerings. And we, you see that during Christmas mm-hmm. and Easter. Yep. I know we don't like, we don't talk about these all the time, but we, every year we take these offerings and I think sometimes people don't really get what they're doing. Yeah. But that is a way that we as a church can give towards that. One thing I actually started doing a couple of years ago. Um, if people just like, here's an idea for, for that, like I have a Mason jar and I just collect change throughout you know, when you're just spending, you know, how like as a kid, you used to have a piggy bank and you just put loose change in that. I just have a jar of just loose change that I put away as I live my life um, just for missions. I mean, like I, I want to be more intentional than that, but I also just thought like, hey, throughout the year, as I get some change, when Lottie Moon comes up or when Annie Armstrong comes up, I'm going to give towards towards missions. And that's something small, mm-hmm. but I, I I like the idea that we can be a little more intentional about that and really take advantage of the fact that we can support global missions and emissions here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So other opportunities and ways that we help here at Valley.
1: Yeah. And so internationally, we're we're, honestly, we're kind of at the stage one of trying to figure out what, what and where we're going to serve in the future. There's some connections we have with Mexico and a guy in our church that's trying to arrange some of that. Uh, When we started those conversations, we were a little late in the game. And so that's not happening right now, Mm -hmm. but I imagine next summer it likely will And, and also we're, we're kind of still feeling out where people are and who else has other connections in other places because we want this to be relational. We want it to kind of almost organically grow.
0: Yeah. And we just sent, we supported two or three. People to international stuff through the through the SBC, didn't we? So I can say th- that. Right? There's
1: there's one person that's gone to yeah. Cambodia recently. Okay, and I'll then there. there's another one who is right now in Taiwan that we've supported. Yeah, and she's there for another week, I believe. And then we've got two more that are going this next month, a month and a half from now, and they're going to go to Asia as well.
0: Yeah. So in the future, there's going to be other opportunities. I know. Um, in the past, there there was a connection that we had with um, international stuff that we can continue to work on through the SBC mm-hmm. and we're still kind of developing those connections. So yep. I, I think it's safe to say that in the near future, probably in the next two or three years, we're gonna be sending groups out. That's our do, hope. To, That's yeah, our hope, yeah. To do to do other things. <clears throat> Is there anything that you feel like people could be doing on a daily or a weekly basis to support missions?
1: Yeah, I think that first thing is um, I would check out Joshua Project uh, online. Okay. And they have a daily unreached people group to pray for. They actually even have an app that pops up on my phone about 10 o'clock every day and uh, reminds me to just take some time and pray for an unreached people group. This is uh, kind of taking missions to another level, but recognizing there, there are people groups that have almost or virtually zero gospel witness or gospel presence, no evangelical church there presenting the gospel regularly. And so our first calling is, is to be praying for these people yeah. uh, people groups and be praying for workers. Um, Jesus says that, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so in that, be praying also for people that would will be willing to say yes yeah. to, to go wherever God might lead and, and however God may call, might call. that call. That's the first thing. The second thing I'd say is, is if you have connections, if you have passions, if you have desires and you're part of Valley, let's, let's get a cup of coffee. And, and, and I've said this from the stage as well, but we're really are on the ground level of building some structure that is going to carry us into the next few years of saying, here's how we're going to engage internationally. And so we would like to have some of those conversations and start to dream a little bit and pray a little bit together.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Mike, we are coming up on time. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts or anything you'd like to share with this, with the segment on um, international missions before we? Yeah, I think, I think
1: last thing I would say is, is everyone needs to be involved in different ways, right? We we all have maybe age or physical things that keep us from actually going. But, but I think everyone sooner or later should go on a short term mission. They need to go and see and, and get outside their comfort zone and, and allow the Lord to work in their life through that. Everyone can be praying and everyone can be giving. And so all of us have a part to play in international missions.
0: All right. Mike, thank you. Mike, Mike's, I think it's a, we're holding mics. So. I guess so. Yeah. Mike, thank you for your time. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and bring this to a close. That's, that's been episode four, five, four. And then uh, we'll get, we'll meet again here pretty soon for uh, the next episode. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening.